Foley fan. We are here with a very special edition of the Chick Foley Show. This is the first time ever we're doing a live watch along of the uh, you know the last forty five minutes or so of AEW Dynamite. Winter is coming, and what a way to kick it off! You know, right before we hit uh, record on this one, we saw the man, the myth, the legend Sting come out. So we'll discuss all that in just a bit. But first, I'd like to introduce the uh, the two stars of the show. First off, we got Sheena, aka Chick Foley. Okay, we can do a little bit better than that. Marco, redeem, redeem that. <laughs> I'm, trying to do, I'm trying to do my Marco impersonations. I'm working on them. I mean, know? yeah, I mean, we need... We I, want to be an, I want to be a member of the impersonation club. All right, awesome. No, yeah, that's... Uh, now I'm doing good over here. Uh, December is my birthday month, so... Yeah. Happy early birthday. Yeah, let's kick this off. It's at the end you and, of the You year. and the future women's champion. Oh, yeah. And Jesus. <laughs> All right, this is going to be a fun one. So what we're going to do, we're going to... Uh, we're going to, like I said, we're going to watch the the second half of AW Dynamite. This is probably going to end up being the biggest uh, Dynamite that they've had so far. Uh, I think Mox versus Omega is def- definitely the biggest match that AEW's put on. So we'll give some live reactions and discuss what we're seeing on the screen. And then Sheena's got some awesome Q&A lined up from the listeners that we'll kind of sprinkle in also to just keep it moving. And then we're going to wrap it up with our predictions for NXT War Games coming up this weekend. So again, we're just switching. We'll, we'll go back to the normal show that you know and love next week. But we want to switch it up a little bit, something different, just to shake things up every now and again. Um First things first, I would like to thank our sponsor for this show, Ringside Collectibles. So remember, Ringside Collectibles is the number one wrestling figure retailer in the world. Use code Chick Foley anytime uh, you make your order from there. They got some awesome new pre-orders that that went live this week. Looks like we're going to get our first Tribal King or Tribal Chief, uh, Roman Reigns, dropping. So Mattel did a good job getting that out early. So I'm very excited to see what that prototype looks out. Also, we have our toy drive going on right now there's still time uh you got a couple days left if you want to send something in so the the details for the toy drive it's going to be uh mail any donations to sheena phelps p.o box 14393 norfolk virginia 23518 or we're also accepting monetary donations and we'll go get that money spent before the ninth at sheena phelps 2 at yahoo.com and remember sheena's been generous enough that she's going to give away a mark henry decade of domination elite uh, and all you have to do to enter is, is make a donation. Yeah, so. shout out to our buddy Jordan Wells for that one. He actually donated that figure uh, to the to the toy drive. So thank you so much, Jordan, for for that. We've actually raised quite a bit of money off of that. Um, so I'm, I'm excited to see who's going to win that figure because it's so sick. Yeah, definitely. I think it's going to be one of the best figures of the year, and you can get it just by doing something nice to help uh, kids in need this Christmas. And lastly, uh, before we kick off anything else, we do want to pay our tribute and respect to Pat Patterson, the the true legend in in multiple facets of the pro wrestling world. Uh, We learned this morning that he passed away at the age of 79. Um, Just a legend. You know, he was the first ever Intercontinental Champion. He won that world-famous tournament down in Rio de Janeiro that, uh, you know, we still haven't found any footage of. 30 years later, but he was a great wrestler in his time, had some classic matches with Sergeant Slaughter, Madison Square Garden. And then more importantly, he was a real innovator behind the scenes. He's been in Vince McMahon's inner circle for basically um, the moment Vince took over the, the WWF from his dad. Most famously, he invented the Royal Rumble, which I think is without a doubt, probably the most popular match in wrestling history. And then he was also the guy behind the scenes that crafted a lot of the specific finishes to some of our favorite matches of all time. So hats off to Pat. We were lucky enough to meet him before NXT takeover in Orlando at WrestleMania 33 weekend. Chance, yeah. yeah. Our Uber happened to drop us off on the wrong side of the street from the, 
the Orlando Magic Arena, where you know the ho- the home of the Thunderdome. And uh, as we were walking around, I see this old guy smoking a cigarette, and I'm like, "Man, that looks just like Pat Patterson." And then we get right on him, and I'm holy shit, that is Pat Patterson. Yeah. <laughs> I thought for a second, you know, I, I don't want to interrupt this guy. You know, he's out smoking a cigarette, probably just taking a break before the show starts, and he's he's at Vince's hip doing whatever he needs to do. But uh, but I, then I figured, you know, when else am I ever going to see Pat Patterson on the street corner? So I just introduced myself. You know, we both told him how how fond we were of all his contributions to the wrestling game, and he could have been nicer. You know, he told us hi, thanks for coming out. And uh, it was just a really nice guy. So I'm, I'm definitely yeah. glad that, uh, you know, I did have that one brief interaction with him and, and hats off to him. So uh, let's get on to the fun stuff. Uh, we just saw Sting, you know, I, I had the, the volume turned down because we were getting set to tape. So I'm, I'll have to go back and watch it. I'm hoping we got a classic Tony Schiavone Sting call when he came out. Marco, what do you think of Sting being all elite? Oh, man. Uh, yeah, we did get the uh, Tony Schiavone. It's Sting. He did uh, actually say that. <laughs> nice. So it was, it was pretty cool. Um, pretty nostalgic. Yeah, it was, uh, that was surprising. I'm actually just sitting here getting ready to set up for the show and the lights go out in the arena and, uh, winter is coming, comes up and, uh, yeah, Sting comes out. It was, I mean, it's, you always get the feels when, uh, when you see Sting, um, anywhere actually. So like, I had like the same feeling when he showed up at Survivor Series. Oh yeah. Um, I still remember that clearly. Yeah. He, I mean, he's last, he's pretty much one of the last of the dying breed, obviously, you know, Undertaker being, you know, taking himself out of the picture and stuff like that. So you still have uh, one of those, one of those icons still walking around, uh, hopefully still doing work. We'll see what, see what's happening. Uh, yeah, hope, hopefully he's got one more match in him. So one of my all time favorites, Seth Rollins, isn't always blamed for, you know, in Sting's career. Hopefully we can get one more match out of the Stinger. I can't lie when I saw So again, I had the sound off. So I just saw, I saw the screen go black and I saw the video coming up with the snow and, you know, the icebergs coming on. And all I could think is, man, we're about to see Glacier make a comeback. You know, <laughs> I thought we were going to get some classic early Nitro action with uh, with Glacier making his way out. Because I know Glacier's tight with, you know, Cody and Dustin. Uh, and I can't lie, I was kind of hyped to see Glacier come back out. But then I saw the graph pop up saying it was Sting and just flipped out, you know. So we this had been rumored for a couple months he was going to come back. And it'll be really interesting to see what role he takes. I always thought Sting could be really good as a, uh, a William Regal type, you know, I think Sting would be a good commissioner because he's, yeah. he's somebody that the wrestlers are still going to fear no matter what, because he's just such a legend. And I could see him just popping up from time to time to, to make the ruling anytime, you know, an injustice has happened. So uh, are we talking about Sting showing up as like commissioner with face paint or oh, like, is he going to yeah, just go not, like straight up, like, you know, Sting. He's going to be in the face. face paint. He's just Steve Borden. If he doesn't have the face paint. <laughs> yeah, true. Yeah. But I mean, it's just weird for him to like, come up and be like, Oh, okay. I'm going to play this commissioner role. And, Full face paint. Oh, that's fine. Yeah, yeah that's, that's by far that's way, way down on the list of weirdest things we've seen in <laughs> wrestling. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and if he's if, if anytime Sting's in public without the face paint on, he has the sunglasses on. So I feel like True, walking yeah. around with his sunglasses on inside the arena at nighttime would be weirder than the uh, the face paint. At least when it comes to to the squared circle. Uh, Sheena, hit us with our first question. All right. So our first question comes in from our buddy Dougie Nunya. He says, "Survivor Series match. Who wins?" So he's got three teams laid out. He's got Team WWF Attitude Era, which is comprised of Stone Cold, The Rock, Undertaker, and HBK, versus Team Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, which is Michelangelo, Raphael, Leonardo, and Donatello, obviously, versus Team Ghostbusters, Peter Ray, Egon, and Winston. Um, So, I mean, I have have a clear-cut winner here, um, but I'm going to throw it to Marco first and say, who's going to win out of Attitude Era, the Turtles, or the Ghostbusters? I mean, geez, that's that's actually a very hard choice. I I do love the Ghostbusters, but... There's a lot of ways to go on this, yeah. yeah. 
they're mere mortals. They're the humans, mm-hmm. although they are all smart. Um, they're pretty much like they're, scientists. Yeah. They're scientists, yeah. yeah. So they could probably figure out a, a way to beat the Attitude Era and Ninja Turtles. But uh, and they have proton packs, you know. Yeah, by they, definition, a triple threat match is no DQ. So they're bringing the proton packs. They're going to cross the streams, and I don't think anybody stands a chance. Um, I don't know. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the turtles. With turtles the, are a good a good shout. Yeah, I'm gonna go with the turtles. They mutated. They have. I'm, I'm assuming since they're mutant turtles, they have like they kind of have super strength. Um, on their yeah. side, they do they have their shells to protect them from the streams. And, and they have they have weapons. You know, I mean, they, they, they could definitely come in and you know use some nunchucks and some um like. What's the what's the sword? The psi, yeah. yeah the okay, side. the psi. Like I, knew, I always call it a sword, and I'm like, I know that's like not the nerd the nerd definition. Yeah, the psi. <laughs> like you know, maybe they can block that block the streams from the proton packs. But it's funny that like we didn't actually choose the wrestlers to win no, the, def- yeah, the no. Survivor Series match. Yeah, I mean, even though they have the in ring prowess and the the skill, and they know how to cut promos and whatnot, uh, I just don't think they stand a chance against the turtles or, or the Ghostbusters. Well, well if, Vince, if uh, Vince McMahon is booking it, they almost always have the outside talent go over. That's true. But you always you have to think too. They worked as a unit like their whole lives, so they're like they're like a little machine as a team. So they're yeah. definitely That's gonna true. Yeah. steamroll everyone if they if they have to. Exactly. Yeah, that was a great question. Thank you, Dougie. So um our next question, I'm gonna start with Seth. So this one comes in from our buddy uh, MDT My Damn Toys. If you're not following My Damn Toys, definitely do th- do so. Hit him up on uh, YouTube or or Instagram. He says, if you could choose one guy from WWE and one guy from AEW to main event mania for both titles and be the undisputed champ, who would you choose? Ooh. I think it's gotta be Seth Rollins versus Kenny Omega. Even though I'm not a Kenny fan, you know. If I'm booking, I know that's the match yeah, that the fans have wanted to see for the longest time. Seth is, uh, he may have taken a half step back this year, but for the most part, over the last you know five years, I think Seth is far and away the best in-ring um, competitor WWE's got. And Kenny Omega is probably the best in-ring competitor outside of the WWE. So I think we need to see Seth and Kenny go one-on-one to, to create a true undisputed um, huh. champion in wrestling. Yeah, I agree. What about what about you, Marco? See, I'm gonna go opposite because I don't want to because I, I feel like they're very similar in styles. Uh, okay. Seth Rollins and I, I want to see I, I don't want to see the like similar guys go at it at Mania. I want to see two opposite uh, sides of the spectrum. Um, okay. So I know he's like gonna hit this situation. Seth's gonna hit one of my picks definitely. Um, <laughs> Are you picking Cody? It's gonna be Roman Reigns. Oh okay. God. Versus. The American Nightmare. Oh, oh my God! <laughs> Roman would kill him. Oh. Roman would kill him. Didn't we see? Didn't Stardust fight Roman Reigns at one point? <laughs> well, Roman like, Stardust. He wasn't the American Nightmare. He didn't have his long tenure in, in New Japan and ROH. And like, I thought you were going to say Roman. And he didn't, and he Kenny. didn't have a neck tattoo. I think that definitely ups your XP. I'd be uh, yeah. I'd be down to see Roman and Kenny, but not uh not Cody and Roman. I feel like that's, you know, I feel like that's a squash match. Can you match. imagine? That's a squash match, man. It's, can I mean, you imagine the entrance? If Cody got a main event match at, at Mania, pop, it would just, everywhere. can you imagine how like the pomp and circumstance? Oh yeah. It would be, it would, it would make Triple H's entrances look like, you know, 
child's play. He would he would put on so much theatrics. I can't even imagine. <laughs> All right, we got Kenny coming out now. What are we thinking about Kenny's entrance here? Does he look like he's walking in to uh, to leave with the championship tonight? I don't know. His little his little thing kind of got stuck. He had like a little cover on, so you could just see like his silhouette, and it kind of blew out. And it yeah. I don't think it, it kind of botched a little bit. So I think it took a little bit away from his from his entrance. He looks like a million bucks, though. I mean, looks like a champion, obviously. Marco, did uh, did you have your sound up? What was the uh, the North Carolina reference this week? I didn't. I actually didn't have the sound, the the sound up, so I need kind of to dig hear that. The, uh, little, uh, the, the subtle reference that you know, Kenny's the Michael Jordan of uh, of pro wrestling. Oh, I don't believe right. it, but it is he, funny. No. All right. Who's uh, who's the Michael Jordan of pro wrestling in your eyes? Bret Hart, no doubt about it. Well, I mean, I was thinking modern modern day. Oh, like modern who day. who who's the yeah who's the modern day Michael Jordan? I think three people come to mind. I think you got Seth, you got AJ, and you got Roman Reigns. It's not bad picks. This Marks are going to be pissed, though. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you have, <laughs> yeah. You have Jordan's of every, every era. Around. You have like Ric Flair, obviously. You got to throw him in there as a Jordan of his era. True. You could throw Bret Hart as a as the uh, Jordan of his era, and then your three picks that you just had there that people definitely would be upset about. Yeah. <laughs> I think I think Mox is leaving with this belt, whether he's winning or by DQ. He just he's got the sway. He doesn't look like he's dropping the strap tonight. I love that he brought back the shield entrance also. Yeah, and Renee Renee's on Twitch, um, you know, watching this live with with her audience. So maybe she maybe she has some insider information that she knows because surely she wouldn't bring all the attention to uh, huh. to well, a they're match. Show, they're showing how many days he's been champ. That's always typically a stat of doom anytime that yeah, pops up in true. wrestling. Yep. All right. Well, while these guys are making their entrance, I'm going to hit you guys with a question from John Swallow. Okay. So this is, um, he's one of our Foley fam and I butchered his name and I asked him to give me the phonetic like pronunciation of his name. And he hit me up and it's John Swallow, even though it's spelled. Mm-hmm. Soy always, yeah, I'd always read it. Like when I read yeah. it, cause I think he's actually bought a couple of from me. I always read it as John Soylu. Yeah. Soylu, Soyliao. That's how it's spelled, but it's not, it's totally like you would never guess. So yeah. Thanks John for, hit, for hitting me up with that. But he does have a good question. He says, what is a franchise besides wrestling that hasn't been done that you would like to see in figure form? So Marco, I'm going to, I'm going to toss this one over to you first. A franchise. So like sports could be, it could, it? It could literally, I, I think by this yet. question, I think it could be anything. And I, I don't think maybe like, you know, obviously like everything's been done in like Funko pop form. So I don't think, I think you can just, you can choose your maker. I'm going to make up the rules here. Okay. I think you can choose, choose your toy maker. Right. And then you choose what line you want them to do. Right. <laughs> So if you uh, wanted Mattel to do a line of, you know, Simpsons figures, for instance, like, you know. All right. Uh, let's see. So I'm going to go Toy Maker NECA because they. Always. Yeah. They, yeah. They, they're they're I'm insane. Going with NECA too. Um, a franchise. Let me think. Well, I'll hit you up with I'll hit you up with mine first. I would love to see um, in in elite form. I know NECA has already done or not elite form uh, in ultimate form. I know NECA's already done the um, Firefly family, the Rob Zombie, Devil's Rejects, House of a Thousand Corpses. They've already done those in their like real toys line. But I would love to see ultimates of all of like the Firefly family and like the Devil's Rejects cast and like all of that. I think it would be so sick because those those characters like they're so so toyetic. I mean, they just look amazing. Like there's so much they could do with them as far as like the head scans and the accessories and everything. And I know if they did those figures in um, ultimate form, like NECA would just nail it. And I can only imagine the packaging would just look insane. So I would love, love, love to see that. Yeah, definitely. Um, 
I'm going to go old school a little bit. I'm going to go with uh, Fight Club. Um, like an ultimate line of the Fight Club uh, figures. You have like Tyler Durden. Um, I forget Edward Norton's character's name and that. Um, and all the other characters, like the the blonde dude that gets his face bashed in, Jared Leto. I can't think of his name oh, on yeah. it. Yeah, um, yeah, so like everyone, even uh, ex- excuse my French bitch tits, if you remember that, that name, which was, uh, it was Meatloaf. Uh, if yeah. you guys didn't know who that was. But yeah, that all those characters, they can definitely, I think NECA would do an awesome job because it, obviously they do horror movies and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, and he's super detailed. And if they do ultimate editions of those, it would be awesome, I think. So yeah. I'm gonna go with Fight Club as a uh, as a franchise. All right, what about you, Seth? Uh, I like seeing Nick attack with Seinfeld. You know, there's never been Seinfeld any Seinfeld figures awesome. or The Office. That's such a beloved show. You know, people love Seinfeld so much. It has such a wide cast of characters. You know, obviously you got Jerry, George, Newman. Kramer, and Elaine, but you got Newman, Uncle Leo, the Soup Nazi. Yeah, uh, it, it goes on and on. Yeah, <laughs> the uh, <laughs> the options. I think you could really, and yeah, obviously you know you could do all kinds of. Uh, Kramer's, you can do Wolfman Jerry. Like, there's just the the, the possibilities are endless. So, I think uh, I think Seinfeld would be a really rich uh, figure line they could pursue. For sure. Actually, I'm gonna actually I'm gonna add one. I'm gonna do. Uh, I like everybody loves Raymond as well. I think that would be because yeah. you because you're you're Seinfeld. I'm gonna piggyback off of that and say everyone would love that. Definitely a Ray Romano figure. Like, the, no, the nostalgia is definitely there. Yeah, you do a Ray Romano too, if you guys. I'm not sure. It's not relevant to wrestling. Yeah, but. I don't know when we'll ever use that. But now that I know, you know, yeah. we, might, we might pull out the Ray Romano impersonation. Yeah, Deborah, no. Why? No, I want to go golfing. Oh, <laughs> my gosh. Um, all right. So this one comes in from Ryan Ferguson. This one's kind of a, a long form question. So I'll say uh, in WWE, Raw, SmackDown, and NXT you know, three, three categories, which brand rules in these? So if like out of the three, who has the better men's division, women's division, or tag division, right? So, like, does NXT rule, like, out of all three, who has the better tag division? You know, um, yeah, so I'll go first, and I'm going to say uh, NXT, NXT, and NXT. Raw <laughs> <laughs> has been all over the place for the last six months. Um, I mean, Drew's killing it. You know, Randy Orton's been really good, but it's just Raw's been so inconsistent to me. SmackDown's been entertaining, but it's just—it's really been the Roman show. Like I've liked it, but yeah. there's just no real credible threats to Roman Reigns right now. You know, we'll see how much. Uh, you know, we'll see what kind of steam Seth Rollins comes back when he returns from his uh, his baby vacation. But um, NXT is one where you know you could see anybody come up. You know, I mean, Finn's the champ. Finn's awesome. We all love Finn, but he's not unbeatable. You know, there's multiple people that could they could step up and provide a realistic challenge. I just think there's there's a long list of main events that I would love to see on a. Uh, on a takeover. Whereas, you know, SmackDown and Raw, it's, it's really a, only a few combos that, that really get me excited. And, uh, tag division goes without saying, you know, NXT's always, always had a, paid a lot more attention to the tag teams and Raw and SmackDown and their women's division is the best in the world. I would say yeah. NXT's women's division is the best division in any, you know, wrestling organization right now. Well, I think that's a mic drop. I don't think I can, I don't think I can argue with that. Marco, you got any talking points that you want to, Add in, or do you you agree? No, I agree. Yeah, definitely. Uh, NXT has has the uh, has a clean sweep over the other brands. Awesome. Well, we Kenny, got Kenny's yeah. rocking the mostly white tights. That's usually a good sign that somebody's going to win. So, yep. I don't know. I'm feeling kind of nervous for for my boy Mox. Now. Mox has some, Mox has some gold hits though. You know, I mean, gold gold is for champions. So he's got like the gold patches on his on his pants. So. I don't know. I don't see Mox dropping in here. I mean, Kenny is definitely a worthy opponent, but I just can't see 
I just can't see him standing tall at the end of the night with the belt. The stare down was intense, though. They were, uh, it definitely feels like a big match. All right, so next question comes in from our boy, Johnny JB. He says, who do y'all see winning the Rumble in 2021? It's tough to pick right now. It's really, it could be anybody. I could see Keith Lee. Mm-hmm. I think he's got to be one Lee's of the betting favorites. Um, I really think Seth. I really think Seth is going to be the guy to challenge Roman. If, if they can't come up with some way for... You think he's going to be back that soon, though? I think so. Yeah, I think so. The the, <laughs> the, the dirt chief's saying he's not going to be gone for very long. Seth, Seth loves wrestling, and... Then the day he's got a mouth to feed, so he's got to keep cashing those checks. Got a couple um, I uh, yeah, I I think Keith Lee has a good chance to win it. I don't know if Keith Lee would necessarily main event WrestleMania. I could see him being like similar to Shinsuke. He could win the Rumble to get his title shot that way, but not end up main eventing. Yeah. Um, or Seth. You know, that's probably that's probably my two favorites right now. I probably put Keith Lee as the favorite, and I put Seth as my dark horse pick. What about you, Marco? Who are you feeling for the Rumble this year? Yeah, I would definitely agree with the uh, Keith Lee pick. Um, Seth, I'm not, it's, it's the whole timeline thing. Who knows how much time he's going to take off. He's been going at it for like forever. Uh, so yeah, he's been the take extra time. He came back from his knee injury. Yeah. He's mm. been nonstop. Yeah. So you, you never know. He might take some, uh, some extended leave and come back after rumble, but who knows? He might be that surprise entrant. Um, if edge is in it, he's a good possibility as well. Oh yeah. yeah I, I, kind of forgot, I kind of forgot about Especially edge. if Randy Orton somehow comes back and, uh, yeah. was, yeah, Edge is def- Edge could definitely do something big. I can see that. I can see Edge going after Roman now that you mentioned it. You know, you get a little spear versus spear action. Edge is going to be a huge baby face um, when he comes back. So, yeah, good pick. I I'd actually forgotten about Edge. Yeah, I can see him coming back for that time frame just to kind of get him in the in the picture for Mania. But I would also say Big E is a good contender for yeah. uh, Rumble. You know what I mean? Like he they kind of they were really hot on Big E and then it kind of cooled off a little bit. So I think this would be a great way to just kind of propel him back into. Uh, back into the main event status. And then, you know, I think he would, him and Roman would be great against yeah. one another. I mean, that would be a freaking amazing match. So I, I, I think I could go with Biggie. All right. Any commentary on what's going on here on uh, slow playing? I'm waiting, I'm waiting to see, uh, I'm waiting to see Mox bust out the, uh, the wacky clothesline from WWE. I want to see him bring that one. Back. <laughs> oh my God. I he hated to, that so much. That. I popped hard for that. Yeah, it was it was a cool move. He just did it. It was cool before he started doing it every match. You know, I think like I'm assuming somebody backstage was like, "Oh, that's a cool move. You, that needs to be incorporated in every single match." Because when he first went solo, he wasn't doing it every match. He was doing it. You know, he'd break it out every once in a while. Maybe on a pay per view, it'd get busted out. But then when you start, you start seeing it two or three times a uh, a night. I actually think it's been so long since he's done it. I think it would get a pop. You know, from the live audience if he. Uh, if he busted it back out at the right time, you know. True, like his little his little hop, skip, and jump thing that he did off the like you know bottom or middle rope. I would always be like, oh my gosh, like I, I hated that. But he would like run the ropes and like kind of push off of them with his feet. Like it just looked so so goofy. Um, he's a lunatic for <laughs> so He's unhinged. Things. He's un. Um, Johnny JB also has another question. He says, "Do you guys watch Impact Wrestling? And if so, what is your opinion on it?" I do not watch Impact Wrestling. I don't have the capacity to add I, anything I, else to the repertoire. If I see a, uh, if I see like a news article pop up that someone won the World Championship in Impact, I'll click on that and I'll read who the world, current World Champ is, and that's the extent of my Impact following goes. I tuned in a couple times, and it just doesn't do it for me. I don't know if something about the look or what it is. And this was even before. Um, you know, before the the pandemic, like back when, you know, when I was first getting back into wrestling, I checked it out and it just, I, I don't know what it is. I impacted, I don't want to trash it because, you know, if it entertains people, more power to them. Yeah. There's, and I'm always a big fan 
of more pro wrestling. It's given more professional wrestlers jobs and it's given more, uh, more guys, uh, places to cook. You know, that's where Drew went when he left WWE for a little bit, you know, when he, he switched out from three and B drew to be in the, the beast that we know now. So I'm never going to hate on it all the way, but as far as me following it, no, I, I don't. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah. I watch it. Uh, when I, when I can anyway, I try to get like the, uh, the clips on the, on like YouTube and stuff like that. And, try to like invest. Cause I think they actually have gotten like a lot better during the pandemic. Like they've been able to try a lot different things. Um, if you do watch it, it is an acquired taste. Like you said, and it, it's not, it's not for everybody. Uh, they do a lot of wacky stuff on there sometimes. Um, but I think, who, I think it's pretty. Marco, who's, uh, who's running it right now? Is it Tommy dreamer and Don Callis that are running impact right now? I believe so. Actually, Don Callis is there, uh, on, yeah. uh, on TV. Right yeah, I know he's yeah. doing commentary right now on TT. I think he's actually running impact right now. The old, uh, the Jackal. I was a big fan of NWA as far as my, my other option outside of, uh, yep. of AEW and, w- and WWE slash NXT. I never really got too big into New Japan. I think it was just the language barrier was a little bit for me to get over. And I still, as much as I love in-ring action, I still got to have a little bit of storyline and character to latch on to. And um, it was just too hard for me to really get into New Japan. But I really loved NWA, what they were doing with the Power Series, you know, with Nick Aldis. And they had just gotten uh, Marty Skrull into the fold before... Yeah. Um, before you know the world kind of went to shit so big fan of nwa the, the longer this pandemic drags on it's making me really skeptical they're going to be able to recapture the momentum they had before but i'm rooting for nwa to come back because it was just really really cool all right so jason koenig comes in with our next question it's not wrestling related but i think it's something that we can all chime in on he says best advice you would give parents of three young children I just hit him uh, and reply to his question. I just hit him with the uh, the gif of you know just the giant wine glass just drinking <laughs> just nonstop. Oh man! I would just say in, enjoy it when you can, man. The frustration is going to be inevitable, so it's going to happen. But you know the kids grow up fast. Not to get not to get too sentimental and stuff here, but you know we have my daughter is about to turn one in a couple weeks, and you know it seems like j- my son's three, and it seems like just yesterday he was her size. So yeah, it goes by quick and. I'm telling you, you're never going to remember the times when they piss you off and they frustrate you. It's only natural that, you know, you're only human. So sometimes your kids are going to get on your nerves. You're never going to remember those, though. You're going to remember the funny things they did or the sweet things they did. And uh, just cherish it, man, because even though the days can be long, you know, the weeks and months really do fly by. And, uh, you know, before you know it, they're going to be, you know, driving off, heading off to college or something. So just embrace every second, man, no matter how crazy it gets. Just, you know, love the good moments and just deal with the 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 wild times and uh you'll get through them man i promise you'll live so that's my advice for you know parent of three or a parent of one or any parents out there what about you marco you you actually have three young children yes i do and and i'm reminded every day (laughs) when i wake up um but yeah no it's uh it's it definitely is a learning experience but for both parties so like you learn you learn from them and they learn from you um that's that's what i got from it or that's what i get from it every day so like it's always a learning experience. You're not going to be a, you know, a professional parent because um, you're still you're you're still raising these kids. Like you're you're raising them until whenever. So every yeah. day is a new learning experience. Infinity but, symbol. Yeah. Yeah. That's 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 all you can really do is just learn from them. And like like Seth said, like just cherish the moments you have now because obviously they're going to be. I have a four year old now, and I have a t- two two year old girls, and they're going to be three next year. So like the times are flying by and. It's, it is, you do, you do miss those moments. And the other cool thing about it too, is you get to relive like childhood moments again. Like if normally if you don't have kids, um, you, you're not going to relive those moments, but you get to relive 
all those like new discoveries that your kids uh, find out that obviously you already knew about, but like you get to relive those moments with them when they, you know, they first start to speak and they first, you know, start to walk and they're discovering colors and all, all different types of things. So like, I, that's what I take mostly is just a learning part of it, just learning from each other and, you know, trying to mold them into uh, the people I think they can be and hopefully they can make a difference in the world. That's, that's what me and my wife always try to strive for is to make your mark. Well hopefully. Well yeah. We, uh, and the other thing, you know, to, to lighten up, lighten up the mood a little bit, you know, you can also introduce them to wrestling. You know, we talked a couple of weeks ago, how our son was obsessed with, uh, with Goldberg. <laughs> we finally got him off of that. He's now the biggest Finn Balor fan in the world. You know, Sheena posted the video of him doing the, uh, the entrance and stuff. Anytime he hears Finn's music, he really awesome. goes into the demon motion, but yeah, he's, he's he's gone through the whole catalog of demon matches on wwe network he's uh he's also pretty fond of kevin owens now because he watched a few uh you know finn balor kevin owens matches also so uh yeah it's just it's it's a blast and just embrace it yeah and you know as far as like not even just parenting but like you as far as your relationship you know there's two people trying to raise these like two other like two three other people that you have in your house these little people um and it's super frustrating and it takes work uh in your relationship and in your marriage so just make sure you have open lines of communication be patient with one another um sometimes you're gonna have it out and not agree on things and that's okay it's totally normal i just think you know just remind yourself that if you do fall out because you're stressed out and your kids are stressing you out and obviously right now parents are home with their kids more and you know school is out and like we're in a whole different ball game than we've ever been before as parents. Um, I think just reminding ourselves that to give yourself grace when you lose page, when you lose, um, lose your cool. And, you know, it doesn't mean that you don't love your partner. It doesn't mean you don't love your friend or your, your kids. Uh, it's just, it's just, you're only human, you know, and there's only so much you can take before you just like, you know, Blow, blow your little little bit so give each other a little bit of grace and be patient and make time for one another because when you're parenting there's not a lot of time for like you time so i think it's super important to make sure you do schedule that in and you know even if you're just at home watching a movie i know right now you can't really go out on dates and you know go to the movies and have babysitters and all that kind of stuff but uh you know just making that time even if it's just something simple like sitting down and having dinner together after the kids go to bed so those things are really important and they keep you connected and strong as parents all right, we got Dean selling the knee. What What are you thinking, Marco? How are you reading this one, man? Oh man, I don't know. It's uh, he got me nervous again. Up oh, now, we got the uh, the leg bar. I mean, he 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 hasn't been in a wrestling match yet with that. Well, I should say with Kenny Omega, the last match he had was unsanctioned, um, and it was it was a it was a Moxley style match. So he's in uh he's Kenny Omega's world right now. So we'll see. He's not fearing too well. Trump we'll say that much. Didn't he? Didn't he uh... I can't remember. Did he wrestle in the trunks that he was rocking for a little bit that last match with Kenny Omega? Uh, remember he was doing like the the shorts for a little bit there, like the almost like the Keith Lee style shorts is what he was wrestling in for a little bit. No, he wore at that unsanctioned match. He wore pants because they were doing like that target, crazy barbed wire. Yeah, the broom with the barbed wire wrapped around. Might, it. I, th- I thought he might to send a message to Kenny. He might come back out in the wrestling gear uh, for this one. All right, Mike Lanham wants to know, did COVID silently keep Toys R Us from making its 2020 comeback? I don't think so. I no. think as much as we want to come back, Toys R Us is dead. If there was money to be made off of it, it would have come back, whether it was COVID, the bubonic plague, zombie apocalypse. I think that the people who are smarter smarter at this stuff than we are, I think, I'm sure they've crunched the numbers. And if it was going to come back, it'd be back by now. I think it's – trust me, I love Toys R Us more than anybody. I think it's time for us to uh, – to kind of put that dream to bed. Yeah. I don't think it's coming back. 
What's what's one of your fondest Toys R Us memories, Seth? Um, fondest Toys R Us memory. So, or it could just be memories. It doesn't have to be an individual. No, I, I got two that really stick out. So one uh, is just for you know personal pride. Like the first thing I ever kind of saved up my own money that I got from mowing yards and raking people's leaves and stuff. Um, I had enough money to go buy an N sixty four with my own money. Um, so that was pretty cool. You know, my mom being, uh, such a cornball, she, I think she wanted me, uh, even though I bought it with my own money that I just kind of worked for and saved up with allowance or, you know, getting money for report cards. Uh, she wanted me to save it and, un- and, uh, open it up like for my birthday. I think my birthday was coming up like the next month. She was like, do you want to just save this to open it for your birthday? I'm like, no mom, I bought this, like I'm playing this thing today. So I remember that one is just kind of like, you know, a personal thing. And then my fondest is I remember, um, finding series one Jack's bone crunching action. Like I didn't even know these figures were coming out because Jack specific was a really small company. And so those toys weren't really advertised or anything, or if they were, I was missing it. I don't remember seeing Did you remember seeing any commercials for the bone crunchers before, before they dropped Marco? I, I, I want to say I vaguely remember, but not before they dropped. No, maybe yes, like yeah, well had, after, but yeah, yeah I, the, we had like a two year gap there where all we had was just toys, bendems and, you know, Hasbro's would still randomly get restocked at places, but there was really a drought there where there were no real wrestling figures. And um, I remember going to Toys R Us and seeing, I think as Diesel and Goldust were on the pegs. And I was just like, what the hell are these? Like, I've never seen these figures before. They looked way better than Hasbro's, even though I think Hasbro's have aged a little bit more gracefully. When I saw these, I was just blown away at the, you know, the more realistic look of them and everything. It's funny as that is to say now, the Bone Crunchers seem super realistic when they came out. Uh, and there was Diesel and Goldust. I remember looking at them and, you know, on the back of the box, you could see everybody else that was there. And it was either my mom or dad found an associate and um, and asked uh, about the, you know, do you guys have any more of these? And I still remember the guy bought out a whole box of Jack Series 1 and we were able to get the whole Series 1 set in uh, in one fell swoop, man. So it's definitely uh, one of my one of my earliest epic toy hauls. And I just remember being blown away by these figures, you know, these six um, new bone crunchers. What about you, Marco? What's your best Toys R Us memory? Oh man, definitely walking those aisles, walking those toy aisles. That's that's probably one of the one of the best memories. But uh, I that that smell of Toys R Us, you know, it just had a certain oh. smell, no matter which one you went to. And going directly, like if you went to any Toys R Us, that, that my memory is just going right to the toy aisle, just just to see what was out and see what was available. Uh, the other ones too are probably they're video game related. So definitely my uh, PlayStation, the very first PlayStation um, purchase at Toys R Us. And then uh, the uh, Sega Dreamcast when that came out. Oh yeah, um, September night, nineteen ninety nine. Oh yeah, no, that, that's I, I made sure I was like, oh my god, this is the greatest thing ever. This is the future, <laughs> which it pretty much it was ahead of its time. It like, was, pretty, yeah, it was awesome. Man. Yeah, every every console that's out. I mean, obviously the Xbox and PlayStation. Obviously they they won the war, but the Sega Dreamcast is what they were back then. Yeah, it was the first play. one with online play and stuff. Yeah, it was really, yeah. I think the problem was they did a lot of cool stuff, but hardware-wise, they kind of fell in that gap between the like, original PlayStation and N64 yeah. and the PlayStation 2 and Xbox. So they were just, they seemed, they already seemed outdated like two years after they came out because the PlayStation 2 was so awesome. But yeah, do you remember uh, for the video games, you used to have to grab the ticket in the aisle and then go up to the, the special video game counter yeah. to get your stuff? Oh, yeah. It was a. Uh yellow slip and then walk up there so good it's like a winning lotto ticket awesome so another uh question from our guy john swallow he says if mattel did a four pack of greatest ic champions this is the timely um question a greatest four pack of the ic champions who all of all time 
Who would that be? And what version of the title would he or she have? So I'd probably go, you know, why not go with Pat Patterson with the OG? All right. So you can get the original belt there. I would go with a, um, I think we'd get another honky tonk man. He was the longest reigning IC champ. So I would do Honky Tonk Man um, with with that that style belt, you know the the belt we know and love from the late '80s and early '90s. I go Honky Tonk Man with that one. Um, even though I just got a custom of it, I think I would go SummerSlam '98 Triple H with the Attitude Era style, the Oval Intercontinental Championship, just because he was the uh, you know he had the the most famous match I think for that belt, the SummerSlam '98 ladder match with The Rock. And then for modern era IC champ. As much as I hate to say it, because I'm not a fan, and we just saw Mox hit, you know, Dirty Deeds slash Paradigm Shift on Kenny Omega, but he's not going for the cover. Sorry, but it's uh, it's getting serious on here. For the modern day, I think I'd go Miz. You know, Miz has definitely yeah. kind of been the guy who's, I feel like every other inter- Intercontinental Championship reign has been by the Miz. So I think uh, I think he'd be the guy to go to for, for modern era. Marco, you got anybody you'd like to see in there? Um, yeah, definitely go Pat Patterson um, as one of them. Definitely Shawn Michaels. Um, oh yeah, mainly because of the ladder match. That, uh, yeah, or maybe you get, get Shawn Michaels with the baby blue IC belt that he was rocking yep. for a little bit. Um, hey, real quick, is this match no DQ? I don't remember seeing that. No, but we got lots so of two steel chairs in here right now. Yeah, no, it's a, it's a regular wrestling match, so I'm not sure mm. why it's uh, interesting. Maybe they're just gonna slap each other or something like that. Do some like type of manly stuff, hopefully. But um, we'll yeah, so definitely Miz. Miz, I would put it there. Um, probably not a very unpopular opinion. Ultimate Warrior probably not not a surprise yeah, at all for me. But um, the uh, the shout out to uh, uh, OVP, the Our Vantage Point podcast. They actually do a uh, a thing on their show called the Royal Rankings, where every episode. Uh, well, this was a past one, but they did the top top ten alt- Intercontinental Champion holders, and they actually from like just going down the line from one to ten, and just like going back and comparing them to this person, that person, they actually picked Ultimate Warriors just because of the matches that he had and the significance that, that happened with the, the title and stuff like that. So there is some meaning to why I picked it, not just because I'm an Ultimate Warrior mark, but they actually really made some good points with you know with the Ravishing Rick Rude feud and all that stuff and, and uh, Honky Tonk Man, him just coming in and squashing him like crazy. Uh, then him winning and facing Hulk Hogan with that title and becoming the first yeah. first ever in WWF history. Uh, double champion, so yeah, definitely, uh, definitely Warriors in that in that four pack for me. Mox is in trouble. Yeah, I'm watching uh, both. I'm, so I'm watching my uh, my girl Shotzi go to war, and yeah, uh, it looks like a, it's almost like a ladder match. There's a ladder out there, so yeah, it is a ladder match. Yeah, that's the ladder match for the advantage in uh, war games. Okay, yeah, so yeah, I don't have the sound on at all, but yeah, I'm watching it just get destroyed right now. Yeah, and while Be things trigger. are heating up in this match, I got to give a shout out. We we have another uh, international Foley Close fan. Line. We always always said when I celebrate our international um, listeners, Aiden O'Connell. Uh, we want to give you a shout out. Listening all the way from freaking Dublin, Ireland. Ooh, so okay. I'm glad to know that I'm glad to know something good is in Dublin, Ireland. Because the only thing I know about Dublin, Ireland, is that's where Seth Rollins blew his knee out. So I've I've had a grudge against uh, Dublin ever since oh. ever since that happened. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Paradigm shift hit. Here we go. Nope. No. Oh. Oh my God! Kenny Omega kicks out of the paradigm shift. As far as I know, that's the first time we've seen that in uh Oh. In oh yeah. Yeah. 
That's right. Oh, it might happen. You never know. All right. What else you got for us, Shane? All right. Mike Lanham says, you guys seem to all be horror fans. So what scares you or what makes your skin crawl? Um, I don't know. I really haven't been scared of a scary movie in a long time. I really, I mean, the only movie I really remember like that stuck with me that scared me a lot as a kid was Child's oh, Play because I was just always paranoid about, you know, Mox got hung toy, on that suicide you know, dive. toy that coming to life and, and attacking me, I guess, as much as I've always loved my toys and stuff. So, so I, don't, I don't know if those two are tied together in some kind of deep psychological level, but, <laughs> but yeah, so you know, I, the first I'm, Child's Play still kind of gives me, uh, me chills. I'm going to go with this question, meaning like besides horror movies, like what are we scared of? Yeah, That's I think it could be meant. anything. Like, yeah, you, so I mean, like if there if there was a mouse that ran across this floor right now, Seth a, would be on the ceiling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he, he's he's scared of the little little critters like that. Yeah, for me, it's a deep sea. Anything in the in the deep deep ocean of this uh, vast world that we have. Um, yeah, the ocean the ocean's pretty intimidating, man. It's yeah. a it's a beast. So you have to be very respectful and very careful. But yeah, once you get out there in that like deep water, it does kind of give you that like sense of just being totally out of control. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're, you're completely out of your element, like 100%. Yeah. Squids freak me out. Like anything with like more than one, more than two arms and legs freak yeah. the hell out of me. So like squids off to occupy. Yeah. Really. Especially that, uh, I think it was like um, Discovery or National Geographic, one of those did that. Uh, they used to do those documentary shows where it's like Planet Earth, but yeah. it was Planet Earth, Deep Blue Sea, and they have like these cameras that went like way down deep into the ocean floor where like humans can't go. Um, so uh, they had these cameras uh, and they just see these like the weirdest of weird like yeah. things. Oh, like, yeah. All those things. Like, the, 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 it, like it's like Nemo. Remember when Nemo and them get really down in the air? Yeah. Nemo's dad and Dory it's, get way down in the deep sea. And like it's like all the really, really scary. The creepiest of creepy things. So, yeah. Like, it's like, it's like with, river monsters. Yeah. yeah. Fish with light bulbs. Like yeah. With their heads that like light up. Like like literally like light bulbs. Um, yeah. There was like an octopus in there that was uh, that was like a, it had like um, claws on the end of its each tentacle. It was like a vampirus toothus, I think it was called, or something like that. And it, it was like so glowing in the like, dark. It's just like the deep, the deep sea creatures. Not yeah. really the ocean per se, but it's just deep, like deep the, sea creatures. Deep sea. It's it's where aliens live. I'm convinced. I'm not, we're not going to go true. full conspiracy, but it, the aliens yeah. live in the ocean. That's what, that's all I'm going to say. Yeah, they're, they're basically. <laughs> aliens. I'm going to go with you know I can watch horror movies and watch a lot of gore and a lot of stuff like that. But for me, what really makes my skin crawl and scenes where I have to like actually close my eyes or turn my head is when there are broken bones, like specifically like compound fractures where you can see the bone. Oh, like, I can't, yeah. Like in sports injuries, even in like real life, like I can't watch sports injuries where, you know, Ooh. it's, it's like bones are broken and you can legitimately see like horrible, you know, things like that happen. Like I, I can't watch that kind of stuff. It like, it, it sticks with me. And I think about it for like hours and hours and days <laughs> on end after the, after the fact. So I've never broken a bone. I think, you know, knock on wood, I think that's part of like my issue is I've never experienced it. So I don't even know, I wouldn't even know what to expect from something like that. So the sheer thought of it and it just, it makes my, my skin is crawling right now. Mm. Just thinking about yeah. it. So another, yeah, any, sort of, any sort of bone breaking. Yeah. I have another thing actually, cause you just reminded me. So in a movie, um, if it's an action movie and there's like a bathroom scene where they're like fighting in the bathroom. Oh yeah. And yeah. off of the porcelain that always, Makes like it gives me the like chills. It's like 
just there's just, no there's the, no soft way to hit a porcelain toilet. No, like just the thought of like someone's head bashing off of like a, a sink or or mm-hmm. or anything is it it just oh just like it's that's probably the worst thing ever. This is just any bathroom fight just freaks me out. Yeah, 100%. it's close quarters. There's nowhere to go. It's all hard stuff everywhere. This is it's it's it's, it's bad and slippery. So oh, yeah. catch up on what's going on here, so. Uh, so yeah, Dean hit a double arm or double uh, underhook suplex on Kenny Omega on the outside, and now we got all the officials down here checking on him. Don Callis is on the scene. You know, Don Callis is kind of the guy known as really being Kenny Omega's biggest advocate and mentor in the pro wrestling game. So yeah, uh, we'll see what happens here. Dean's clearing uh, him out. Yeah, kids don't trouble. Screw don't, this. Yeah, I don't know why we're calling him Dean. John, uh, <laughs> don't don't get too aggressive here. John, finish him off, man. Rolling him into the ring. All right. All right. While while Mox is finishing off Kenny Omega, I'm gonna hit you guys with another question. Um what Mark Laskowski wants to know, what is your least favorite wrestling toy line of all time? Um, I would probably have to say the Jack's Ruthless Aggression. I was never a fan of that style of figures. Don't get distracted, oh, Mox. Mox is getting distracted. I was never a fan of that style of figures. Um, they were cool for the classic superstars. You got the Kenny's got the mic just because you got the nostalgia blast uh, of seeing the old guys. But uh, the Jack's ruthless aggression is probably my least favorite. Um, watch out! Watch out! Watch out! Ugh. You got to tell Mox, them what's going on. They're not watching. Well, I mean, I'm assuming everybody's been watching this match along with us. So, Box hits the, uh, or Kenny Omega hits the mic to the top oh, of Mox's busted. head. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. It's oh, not looking good for the home team. Yep. Mox is bleeding. Marco, I think you're a, uh, I think you're a couple seconds ahead of us, man. So, uh, yeah, so no, yeah, no spoilers. Oh, I'm way ahead of you. Yeah. I'm not, I won't say anything. Marco, what's your least favorite uh, line of wrestling toys? Uh, oh, probably the. Uh, hmm. Actually, I probably ag- agree with Seth on that with the uh, ruthless aggression line of figures. Yeah. Really, they're kind of like basics now. If you want to compare them to something, <laughs> to me anyway. Yeah, um, yeah kind of like I, I had no interest. I kind of served no purpose in my eyes um but yeah i'd probably agree with that so the one thing that gets on my nerves about this i'm gonna go ahead and be a critic for even see how the match ends is that we had like four officials down to check on kenny omega laid out after a suplex on the floor dean's eyes basically about to fall out of socket oh that's it mm-hmm. and uh the match just continued oh, oh my shit God. it was ahead of you guys I already oh my tra- gosh what a travesty of justice Kenny wow. Omega has won the AEW Championship. Boo! Oh my god! Not, not a travesty. I mean, it was due. I I'm not a Kenny Omega fan, man. He's I I respect the in ring work, but he's no Mox. Took a microphone to the head. He had to get the freaking jackal. So guy couldn't even cut it in uh, WWE back in the '90s to help him out to win it, but. There you have it. Kenny Omega yeah, finally is the, the new AEW world champion. champ. Yep. Hopefully the hangman can come up and uh, and dethrone this guy someday. Yeah, that's it for Mox. I wonder if Mox is going to come back for a rematch right away or if we're uh, if it's the last we're going to see of Mox for a while. I-, I could see Mox going off TV for a little bit. Yeah. So Kenny's high tone out of the arena now. Marco, what did you think of the match? Did it, uh, did it live up to the hype? 
I thought it was a good match. I actually, it was good. It was good. I, I want to see part two. I really want to see part two, but it was a good match. It's like the backstage is outraged. Wow. Yeah. I do like that they went all in on Kenny, um, on Kenny just being, being the heel, you know, because what I what I thought they were gonna, uh, what I thought they were setting up with when they kind of had Kenny going to, you know, the mid card there that started AEW was to set him up for like a big long redemption story, but that's clearly not what we're getting. You know, we're gonna get. Kenny Omega as a heel, which I don't think anybody expected um, when, when when this thing first started off, when he was kind of the big, the crown jewel of uh, of all the guys they signed. You got to think too, the elite, the elite has all the gold now in the company. They do. Well, no, no, no. Darby's the TNT champ. Well, no, I mean like they, I mean, well, I, I, I'm not, I don't just, I don't count that title. It's all about the actual <laughs> title. So the tag sure. champ, world heavy. Yeah, you can't just discount the mid card title, dude. No, I'm discounting that. No, it doesn't. No, that yeah, doesn't count. Kenny, it's, Kenny it's and the Bucks got the gold. It's not the AEW TNT. It's the TNT title. So the we're, AEW we're, champions are the elite, in my eyes. Anyway, I'm taking Sting down a peg after this. Also, man, we're Sting when you need him. You know, that was the time when Sting should have came out to stop this bullshit from going down. Yeah. Man, Mox loses the belt. What a bummer. Hell of a reign, though. Hats off to him. That was an impressive reign. I think he definitely, you know, really reestablished himself as one of the absolute best wrestlers so in the on, world. Uh, so on the NXT side of things, it looks like it looks like Shotzi's team has the uh, has the advantage in the world. Interesting. War games. I think that's one, of the, like- uh, that's one of the first times ever I can think of that the the good guys actually have the advantage in war games. It's always the bad yeah, guys like- that end up. So it was an assist from Io Shirai. So it looks like she might be the final the member TBA? of that team. Nice. Yes, that would be sick, yeah. dude. Yeah. Uh, That's a hell of a team, Shotzi, Amberia, and Io. That's yeah. insane. I mean, there's no way. There's no way unless something insane happens that Candace, Dakota Kai, Raquel, and Tony. Well, we're going to get into our predictions real quick. Uh, but yeah, yeah I, I just can't see them beating that freaking face team. All right, so let's get right into it. Um, that was definitely a uh, a hell of a, a thing to watch live on the podcast. I think we, we you know we started off with a bang for our uh, our watch along episodes uh, with, with Kenny Omega ending Mox's almost year long reign as champ and Sting coming uh, back. Yeah, and Sting coming back. So we'll get into our predictions for uh, Takeover War Games 2020. So it's only four matches on the show. So Marco, you're really going to have to. Uh, yeah. To run the table here, if you're going to take the Jeez. take the yeah. Chick Foley Show prediction championship from Sheena that she's been running with since SummerSlam, so we'll start it off with the strap match: Dexter Loomis versus Cameron Grimes. Uh, Marco, who's your pick? Uh, I'm going to go Dexter. I know I love Cameron Grimes, but I think Dexter is a uh, he's he's a guy that they're pushing a lot too. I mean, they're they're both being pushed. I would say kind of equally. Um, but I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with Dexter Loomis on this one. I just think that's his type of his type of match. Yeah, I mean, there's no way I gotta go with Dexter too, just because I can't see Cameron. It, it's really gonna take a lot of Dexter's mystique away if Cameron Grimes beats him. No shade to Cameron Grimes, but Cameron Grimes kind of has a little bit of a comedy edge to him. Um, so if he goes over Dexter Loomis, it's really gonna kind of take down his, you know scary intimidation factor a little bit. So I'm going with Dexter in this too. Yeah, I agree. I have a hard time seeing Cameron Grimes take a strap match. Uh, it, there are a few different creative finishes we've seen over the years where, you know, the the chicken heel can end up uh, end up coming away with the win, the strap match. But Dexter Loomis definitely feels like this is his match to lose. All right, so we'll move on to the women's war games match. We'll go ahead and make the assumption that Io Shirai is the fourth member. So we're going to get Shotzi, Ember Moon, Rhea Ripley, and Io Shirai. 
going up against Candice LeRae, Dakota Kai, Raquel Gonzalez, and Tony Storm. Sheena, who's your pick? I'm going with Team Shotzi. I kind of alluded to it just a second ago. I, if if EO is the is the fourth woman, uh, there's no way. I mean, can, I mean, Candice, Dakota, Raquel, and Tony make an amazing heel team. Um, you know, and they're gonna they're gonna obviously have some, you know, heelish tactics. Some you know things that they're going to do, but I cannot see them taking out these freaking powerhouses. I mean, Ember Moon, Rhea Ripley. I mean, this is, this is just like a muscle match. You know what I mean? And EO, who is like one of the, like probably the best women's wrestler in the world. And then, you know, Shotzi, like I, there's no way they're losing. Marco, who's your pick? Yeah, no, definitely, definitely team Shotzi. I mean, I'm a, I'm a Shotzi Blackheart fan anyway. Um, I do love Tony Storm. I do love uh, Dakota Kai as well. Um, but yeah, no, I'm definitely going with, uh, with team Shotzi. They're definitely taking that. They, their team is way too stacked. And I've also some like crazy, they said some crazy, like Shema's finish that happens. Um, they're definitely, they're definitely, that's really win. the only way, but I don't, I mean, I don't even know how they would do that in a war game situation. You know what I mean? The, yeah. Like a Shema's, a Smosh finish, but yeah, team Shotzi. All right, Marco, we're going to let you go first on this next one. Triple threat match for the NXT North American Championship. We got Leon Ruff, the champion, arguably the greatest uh, jobber of all time, or at least the most successful jobber of all time at this point, defending against both Johnny Gargano and Damian Priest. Who's walking away with the belt? Oh, my God. (laughs) This is such a weird, weird match to choose Um, because they could easily just have him retain for some odd reason just to keep this thing going. but it's the end of the year. It's the last pay-per-view for them of the year. Oh, this, this is rough. Was that a play on words? Yes, it is actually. A Leon Ruff. Wow. Um, let's see. Oh, boy. This is rough. This is, this is hard. This, is a, it, this seems like it isn't a hard choice, but it is really because my mind's going all over the place. There's We're definitely no clear direction where they're what the the plan is for early 2021 with the North American Championship. Yeah, um, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Johnny. Johnny's gonna Johnny's gonna get it back. I think. And he's, okay, uh, Johnny to become a three time champ. Yeah, I think so. All right, Sheena, your pick. I'm going with Leon Ruff. I think I think Johnny Gargano and Damian Priest are going to have their hands full with one another. They're going to get, you know, distracted. And then Leon Ruff is going to squeak one in and he's going to retain the North American Championship. All right. And now it's main event time. The match, I think, I think this has got potential to be in the best War Games match we've seen since it came back in mm-hmm. uh, 2017. So it's going to be the Undisputed Era, the War Game veterans going up against Pat McAfee, Pete Dunn, Danny Birch and Oni Lorcan. Chino, who's your pick? I mean, it's really hard to pick against the Undisputed Era in a, in a War Games match, but Uh-oh. but I feel like Pat McAfee and his McAfaction just have a lot of momentum. They're, they will stop at nothing. No, no low is too low for them, um, and I think they are going to get the upset and win this War Games match. Marco, what do you think? Yeah, I'm going to go with uh, the Pat McAfaction as well, only because that mysterious guy with the mask uh, hasn't shown up yet. Yeah. And I think he's going to make an appearance again um, and cause the Undisputed ever to lose. Um, my other theory is it, it may be one of the Undisputed Era that is behind that mask. So yeah. 
that was gonna say that's my prediction, dude. I think I think Pat McAfee's team wins, and I think we see an undisputed. I remember the undisputed era uh, turn against them. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I think that that would be a nice hook to uh, to send us out of the weekend and have make sure everybody tunes in on Wednesday night. Yep. All right, so that's it, folks. Uh, this is a wrap. So again, this was just a little bit of a change up on the format. The show you guys know and love will be back next week. But let us know what you thought about this. You know, if you guys are digging this change up, um, we we may start doing this anytime there's a a big match on a Wednesday night. So uh, that's it. Again, uh, hit Sheena's Instagram to get the details on the toy drive. There's still time to get those donations in. And in addition to doing a great deed, you're also going to have a chance to win a Mark Henry figure uh, that's going to make an awesome addition to any figure collection you guys have any closing thoughts before we sign off nope thanks for listening all right that's it folks have a great weekend and enjoy takeover